Welcome to Language During Mealtime. Certified speech-language pathologist and children's book author Becca Eisenberg brings you creative professionals from the language learning and children's education field. With these ideas, parents can help their children with special needs improve language and reading abilities. Hi, my name is Becca Eisenberg. Welcome to my podcast, Language During Mealtime, episode number 42. Today, I'll be interviewing Helena Kuri, author of The Paper Kingdom. Helena Kuri works as VP at Sony Pictures and also as a writer of children's books. Helena's lifelong dream was to be a writer, and she has been in love with picture books as an art form ever since she was a kid. Her latest picture book, The Paper Kingdom, will be released in a few weeks on February 18th by Penguin Random House. The Paper Kingdom is based on her childhood and has received star reviews from Kirkus and Booklist, who called the book enchanting and powerful. The book is also the list of most anticipated children's books of 2020 by Bookpage. You can visit Helena on her website for more information about her writing journey. Um, and her website is helenakre.com. But I'll be having um, a link to that in my description as well. Um, so thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Becca. I'm so excited to speak with everyone. I love your book. I mean, we were just talking a couple minutes before we started about when the book arrived in my house. I just I immediately loved it. I read it to my kids. And I don't know, it was like one of those books that just sort of sat with me for a while. I just kind of kept thinking about it because um, it's so unique. It's so Thank different. You so much. So, so maybe we could start off with talking about, you know, what inspired you to write The Paper Kingdom and just a little sure. bit of a synopsis on what the book is about. Sure, no problem. So The Paper Kingdom is based on my childhood. Uh, when I was very little, about three or four years old, my parents worked as night janitors in L.A., and they often had to take me with them to work due to lack of childcare. So obviously, I was a cranky three-year-old um, wanting to go home and sleep. And so in order to entertain me, they would zoom me around in wastebaskets as if they were race cars and they told me funny stories. And then one night, uh, very, you know, about a few years ago, I was driving around L.A. late at night. And then those memories just flooded back to me. And I really wanted to write a story about that time where creativity and imagination can turn a really dreary situation into something pretty magical. So the story I wrote, it features little Daniel who has to go to work with his parents and he goes expecting a really tedious night, but instead, thanks to his parents, he finds magic. And so, um, you know, fast forward uh, about a year or two of revisions, uh, the book sold to Penguin Random House, which was thrilling. And then when they uh, hired the artist Pascal Campion to illustrate the book, I was so thrilled. Pascal is um, recently known for his cover art for the New Yorker magazine. And his last one in January was incredible. So I hope you guys check that out. And there's one particular spread in my book, The Paper Kingdom, where the family is driving to work at night, where you can see echoes of Pascal's um, New Yorker covers. And the, the way he drew the cityscape on that page, it really captures how I felt when I was a kid driving to work with my parents late at night. Yeah, it's such a, it's so, it's so beautifully illustrated. Um, so and, yeah. and you know what, I, I think what I, what I love about it is that 
you know, it's based off your experience as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I also think it's great for, for kids to learn about is that, you know, when they leave school or when I, I think even as adults, when we leave work, you know, somebody goes into work to help clean up and to help, you know, make things ready for the next day. And so, you know, I I think with my kids, it led a really nice discussion about, you know, who is at your school at night Mm -hmm. and, you know, like why and why that job is so important. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also think what I liked about it too, is that it actually showed the reality of parents Mm -hmm. who don't have childcare or if like your childcare cancels. What right. do you do? You have to go to work. So you bring your child. And instead mm-hmm. of it being boring, it was mm-hmm. exciting and magical. And I think, you know, that was all due to the parents kind of making this a really positive experience. Exactly. And you've captured something that um, I was hoping to achieve with the book, which is to show kids, um, uh, uh, show them some members of society who are normally invisible these aren't rock stars or athletes or celebrities or people that we hear about. These are night janitors and they clean offices when the building is empty, when everybody else goes home. And so I'm so happy to hear that it led to a discussion with your kids. Um, I wanted kids to see how people live and to see parents at work and what they do for their families. And, um, you know, I think one of the magic of books is that it teaches uh, kids to feel empathy And um, I wanted kids to see how another child would feel in this situation and experience what Daniel experiences while at work with his parents. Exactly. And I also think to add to that with with empathy is also like perspective taking, you Mm -hmm. know, to to kind of understand from what you were saying, like other perspectives. Exactly. Because I think a lot of kids can't really can't relate. A lot of kids would not be able to relate, but after reading the story, you know, how would Daniel feel, you know, after being up part of the night, you know, he might be tired, Mm -hmm. but what did the parents do to make this a positive experience for him? And, you know, you know, would you like to come, what's, what's you coming to work with me? Like, you know, like, cause sometimes I'll bring my kids to work and, you know, um, so, you know, what, what is that like? Um, so there's just, I don't know, so many great lessons. Um, and I, I guess I touched upon them already, but, you know, when you were writing the book is, you know, as far as your goal for like what children wanted to gain from the book, what they want mm-hmm. to learn from the book. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that I didn't mention or you didn't oh, no, mention I, yet? I think you've, I think you've captured it. And also just the sense that, you know, a, a situation that seems quote unquote boring, it doesn't have to be. If you've got curiosity and imagination it doesn't have to be boring, but I think you've captured exactly what I was going for. Okay, great. And I also think just one of the things is that, you know, as parents, I think sometimes, you know, it's, we're rushing and, and, you know, everything is so stimulating all the time. Um, but I think, I don't know, to me, it made me pause a little bit just to be, you know, it's all about perspective. Like if we're going to go do something, I think the other day I was going somewhere with my son and and it could have been really boring, you know, like whatever Mm -hmm. we're doing, we had like some time to kill. And I was like, Oh, it's going to be so exciting. We're going to go on adventure. (laughs) And I was like, and he's like, where are we going? I'm like, I have no idea. Um, but anyway, so we wound up at this really good coffee shop that I'd never been to. We had this hot chocolate and it was great. And like, it was so fun for him because Mm -hmm. it was how I made it fun. 
Exactly. You know, and, yeah. you know it, it's not, it's not, a, believe me, I'm not always like, you know, that I'm not always like that, you know, sometimes I'm tired or, but it's, it reminds us as parents that we kind of, it, it's all about like kind of making it fun for the kids. Mm-hmm, that it's about mm-hmm. how we, how we view it. As right. Well. And that, that excitement is contagious, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So can you tell me about your, you know, your background, how that influences your writing? Cause you've, you know, you've written other books as well. Sure. Um, so my ethnic background is um, I'm Korean. Uh, uh, my parents immigrated from South Korea when I was about almost two years old. So I identify myself as an Asian American and it definitely, it definitely um, influences my writing because I'm, I have a heightened awareness about the need for diversity in children's literature. So I feel this responsibility to bring certain stories to light, um, to light um, stories that people may have never heard about. So, you know, I think about when I was a kid, I would have loved to have seen kids like me in, say, an Encyclopedia Brown book or a book about a kid going on a mystery or... Uh, trying to solve a mystery or going on an adventure, just a normal story. I would have liked to have seen somebody like me in. So I wanted, I really want to write books where there's a diverse cast of characters who are doing fun and cool things like going on an adventure or solving a mystery. And um, also, you know, to add to that, my background also includes legal training because I practiced law for a while. And so one thing that's really helped me about my legal training for my writing is that I've become super organized. I wasn't always this way. In fact, as a kid, I was always the one with the messy room. But having gone through law school, I've come to come to be super organized to the point where I have files for everything that are meticulously labeled and drafts that are meticulously labeled. So I think it helps to have an organized system when you're doing something like creative writing. Yeah. And that's what I loved about you. Know, you have such an interesting background because, you know, you're, you know, you have that, that law background, but then you also work in a movie studio. So could you talk yeah. a little bit about that and what, you know, what you do there? Sure. So I started off at Sony pictures as one of their lawyers, their in-house counsel And then I quickly realized that um, I wanted to do more of the business side. So I've been, that's what I do now. I work on the business side. I've been at Sony for 12 years and it's a fantastic place to work. Um, And I feel like it matches my personality because, you know, a movie studio is basically a storytelling organization. So, you know, we make movies, we, we create this wonderful, fantastic, world. So I I love working at a movie studio. I love the energy and the creativity. I work in a department where we negotiate deals to distribute movies after the theatrical release. So what that means is after the movie moves off the big screen, it gets distributed into people's homes via VOD, streaming, etc. So that's where my department fits in. And um, what's really cool about that is that there's so many parallels with the book industry. Just by being at work for my day job at Sony, I learn about what it's like to create buzz for content, getting reviews, you know, marketing pushes, um, distribution into retailers like Amazon, so on and so forth. And all this is applicable to the book industry. So I learn about, you know, my passion, which is writing while I'm at my day job, which is really neat. 
That is, that is really cool. That's, that yeah. really is. And so what, you know, what kind of inspires you to begin writing a story? Is it just, you know, start off with like a thought and then it turns into, you know, maybe you just writing the text down or how, how does it work for you? Like, how do you get from the story in your head to it on paper? Right. So my, I feel like one of my issues is that I have too many ideas and I don't know which one to pick sometimes. So I, I let those ideas kind of sit with me for a while. And the one that keeps haunting me, the one that keeps nagging at me, I'll finally create a file folder, you know, back to the whole organization thing. I'll create a file folder on my computer and take a blank page and start writing down ideas related to that storyline. And then, um, you know, I, I try to get things down pretty quickly on the page because I don't like facing a blank page. Sometimes it's very intimidating for me. So I like to write down my thoughts, um, character ideas pretty quickly, and then I'll start shaping the story. Um, but, you know, I, I think for me, the challenge is just getting started. So um, once I feel that impulse, I get started right away. And so one of the questions I had just about your book before we before um, we move on to your other books. So uh-huh. how did you get the name for the character, the main character? Oh, Daniel, I see. Yeah. So um, I wanted a, 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 ma- a name that was pretty mainstream, I guess you could say. I mean, I could have made it a Korean sounding name or some other name, but I wanted a name that the American audience could just really um, identify with a common name. So that's how I landed on Daniel. And I've always liked the name Daniel. Um, so that's why um, the little boy is named Daniel. Yeah, that's my brother's name. So. Oh, really? Yeah, I like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, cool. I've always liked that name. Yeah. No. So, so maybe you could talk a little bit about your other, about your other children's books. Yeah, sure. So my first picture book was called The Turtle Ship, and it's based on true Korean history. And the actual turtle ship was the first ironclad ship in the world. It was back in the 1500s, 1600s. And it was remarkable in its design because it was shaped like a turtle. It had a curved top. It even had a little tail. So I always thought growing up that this was such a cool design. And so um, I wrote the story over a decade ago. And... Um, put it away in my file folders. And then, you know, fast forward a few years, I took it out of my drawers and looked at it and realized I was telling the story from the wrong perspective. Originally, I had the story told from an old king's perspective. And I thought to myself, you know what? Kids want to hear about kids. They don't want to hear about an old king. So I changed the main character to a young boy um, who basically enters a national competition for the best design for a ship. He pitches the idea that his pet turtle would be a great prototype for a ship. And of course, everyone laughs at him and tells him to go home. But the old king sitting on his throne looks at the kid, looks at the turtle and decides, you know what? This kid may be right. Sometimes the best designs are based on nature. So they do go on and create the turtle ship. So it's actually a fictionalized version of a true story, which is about the turtle ship. And um, the story is about dreaming big. Um, And the illustrator for that book, Colleen Kong-Savage, she did the entire book in paper collage. So it's really amazing to see it because she sometimes she had to use a magnifying glass to help her while she cut the tiniest details like strands of hair or um, leaves on a tree. 
So, and she also did a ton of research from the time period and culture to get every detail right, the clothes, the buildings, the landscape. So from an artistic standpoint, it's, it's pretty astounding. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's really cool. And then um, my next book after the Paper Kingdom next year, um, it's called Sora Seashells and it'll be, it'll be out in 2021. And it's about a young girl named Sora who gets teased because of her unusual name. But then thanks to her grandmother, she learns up to she learns to stand up to the school bullies with kindness and grace. And um, the illustrator for that book is doing it in watercolors, which is perfect for the seaside setting of the story. So I'm really excited about that one, too. Wow. So so you've been how long have you been writing children's books for? I mean, oh. began writing because you started writing when you were a child. Right? Yes, exactly. I feel like I've been writing picture books ever since I started reading them as a kid. Because, um, you know, I just love the marriage of text with illustrations and how it all works together. So I feel like I've been writing picture books uh, since I was a kid. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a long journey to getting published. Um, I, I wrote feverishly for a while and then stopped writing for a while and then picked it up again. And then I think it was about a decade ago when I when I seriously began trying to get published, seeking an agent, um, submitting manuscripts, that sort of thing. Before that, I was mainly writing just for the pure fun of it. Well, yeah, because you have that creative writing background. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's always it, been like a cool, um, you know, a release for me. It's a, it's always been like a way for me to just um, have fun, unwind, think about fantastical worlds and characters and that sort of thing. Right. And that kind of reminds me of Daniel, you know, just in Paper Kingdom, you know, just having that imagination. I think sometimes we lose that, you know, Mm -hmm. because of the rush of everything and um, just being so busy all the time. Yes. I think, you know, kids, we don't have, I don't know. I don't think it's as, you know, when I was, you know, when I was growing up, you know, we didn't really have any, I mean, we had, <laughs> we didn't have like, you know, iPhones, smartphones or anything like that. And, right. you know, of course we had like TV and stuff, but, um, but I don't know, we just had a lot more time and room to kind of imagine. That's so true. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't, think that's. Didn't summertime yeah. just seem so endless when you were a kid back then? I mean, it did to me. It seemed like there was so much time to just putz around and hang out in the backyard and all that. I did. And I even remember recess being longer. I mean, now it's yes. you know, much shorter for the kids. It's kind of, yeah. you know, less than 20 minutes, but, um, but yeah. And so that's, that's the other thing I just love about children's books is that it brings kind of helps a child just to sort of like have an imagination. I think I was having right. that conversation with my son, um, actually like today or is it yesterday that talking about like, it's a, you know, it's okay to imagine, like, we don't want to like, that's part of childhood is to just, it's a story. It's the imagination, you know? Um, right. Not everything has to just be like what's right in front of you. You know, you right. have like your whole mind to explore. And, to, and it's one of the things I love writing about books too, is that, you know, you have a story in your head and then to, I'm sure to see the the book in print is mm-hmm. just amazing for you because um, because of your experience as a child going through this. So I think it's, oh, yeah. it's probably just like kind of reliving that. Um, exactly. And it's, I don't know. So how do your parents, like, how do they, I'm sure that they've seen the book. 
They have. And um, the first time I told my parents that our, our story was going to be made into a book by the largest publisher in the world, it was literally the first time I ever saw my dad cry. So it was a really emotional moment for us. Um, we were actually sitting in a restaurant having lunch, and then all of a sudden he starts weeping. And I, I turned to my mom and said, what's going on with him? And she said, uh, he's just really moved. So it's been a really moving experience just to see our story in this book that's going to be shared with the world. I love that. It's so special. It really, it really is. I think is. it's yeah. it's a great gift, I think, for your parents too. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, just- I hope so. Yeah, just to kind of, and it's so, it's such a beautiful story. So um, congratulations on that. And I'm really excited to see, uh, you know, your other story that's going to be out next yeah, year, 2021. Yes. Exactly. It, thank you so much. Thank you. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about before we finish up? Well, I just wanted to thank you for this invitation to um, join the podcast. And um, I wanted to just uh, encourage everyone to hold on to their imaginations. And I hope everyone enjoys Paper Kingdom. Oh, I, I can't imagine anyone who wouldn't. Oh, <laughs> I love you. It. You're so sweet. You're I so literally sweet. hugged the book. I loved it. I really. Oh, oh, um, so, well, thank you so much. Thanks for listening today. Listen and learn with us at Language During Mealtime. Time.